0: And we're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Oh My Gods, episode two. Woo. I'm Tama.
1: I'm Caroline.
0: Just in case you forgot, we're still here. We're still queer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we're bringing lovely noises to your ear holes. So enjoy.
1: Oh my God. That's a horrifying way to start. (laughs) I think I said that last time, I don't remember.
0: You said something along those lines. not. Yeah, I don't think right, it's going to end up
1: happening every episode, so noises.
0: <laughs> yeah, lots of noises, oh my gosh.
1: So <clears throat> I, have, I have another noise for you. You do? Moo. Moo. You know why? Why, Caroline? Because we're doing animal <gasps> stories this episode. <gasps> we're
0: doing animal stories this episode. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I can't wait.
1: I know, right? wow it's not like you haven't known this for a week or so yeah
0: i definitely haven't (laughs) known this wow okay animals why don't you start give us a fun one okay should i start with loki or should i start with nebuchadnezzar
1: i don't know you should save whatever you think is funkiest should go second Hmm. for that audience retention (laughs) loki first
0: loki first okay so i feel like you kind of know this myth A little bit. A little bit. Okay. I have all my notes. Chat. (laughs) This is not Twitch.
1: (laughs) Um, You guys are just called chat no matter what now.
0: Yeah. Hi, chat. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to talk about Loki today, which everyone knows Loki, my boy. But what you may not know about Loki is that he is not a he. No way. He is, uh, since he's a trickster god, he's kind of genderless we love that for him and also like can be anything which maybe you know from marvel because it does talk about how he turned into a snake so loki's a funky little dude and one time he used his funky little dudeness to save asgard what yeah and odin got a horse out of it our story begins when a craftsman came to asgard Hello? Claire? <laughs> uh, he knocked knocked on the door of Asgard, and he's like, Hey, gods and goddesses and others, I know that you don't really like the giants. They kind of had some beef with the giants. So he offered to build a citadel around Asgard to protect them from the giants at all angles because they had the wall, so the wall would protect them from the giants. And he said that he'd do this in three seasons so, pretty quickly, he came to them with this offer in, at the beginning of the winter season. But, in payment for this work, he wanted the goddess Freya for his wife, and also the sun and the moon.
1: That's asking a lot.
0: You know, uh, he, he knows his worth, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, the gods were not too happy about this proposal. So, they countered, and they said, listen... If you can build this wall in one season without the help of anyone, we'll we'll give it to you. And he said, Okay, okay, okay. I will counter that. I think I can do it in one season. However, I need help from one thing, and that is my stallion, Spadelfari. I I have practiced these names, just so y'all know.
1: They're hard. I took the time. They're usually long too. Yeah. These
0: actually aren't that hard, but Spadelfari is like a lot of consonants. Anyways, the gods were still iffy on this. They were like, "Mm, I don't like that. Don't trust this guy. But Loki popped up in their little council and he's like, hey guys, he he won't be able to do it. Even with the help of his horse, he won't be able to finish the wall. They're like, all right, Loki, if you say so, we'll give him the season. And so they're like, okay, Freya and the sun and the moon are safe. Go to work, dude. And he starts to go to work. But this man is... Zoom in. This man is putting in the hours. And not only is he putting in the hours, his horse is putting in the hours. It is yeeting those bricks. They are, they are a tag team. They are the dynamic duo at making this wall. So the gods are getting real nervous. And it gets to three days before the end of the winter season. So before three days before his time's up. And the gods are like, he's going to finish on time. Guys, like, we're going to have to give him Freya, the sun, and the moon. This is not good. And so the gods were kind of pissed. They were like, okay, who decided that we were going to do? Who thought this was a good idea? And then all eyes turned to Loki. And they're like, you. Wow. You told us that this would be fine. And so they said, all right, you got to hold up your promise. And you got to make sure that it's fine. You've got to distract this man somehow. Make it so he doesn't finish on time. And if Loki failed to complete this task, they uh, threatened him with various horrible, uh, torturous things, up to and including death. Damn. And we all know that Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, nothing to mess with. So, they mean business. So Loki, he's like, alright, alright, alright guys, listen, listen. I will go, and I'll stop this man for you. So Loki leaves. Meanwhile, cuts, jump cut. Back to the, what's-his-face? Craftsman. <laughs> Back to the craftsman and his horse, They're working like usual. Then, all of a sudden, out of the woods, walks this gorgeous, hot babe. <laughs> the Just the thickest of mares. And Svaldolfari looks over and is like,
1: Damn. Oh, hell yeah.
0: Look at that mare. <laughs> and so he takes off into the woods to catch this mare. And the mare's pretty fast. So the mare just keeps going. Just <laughs> takes off. And far. like, good for him. Like, he went after her and went very, 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 very far away. So far that he could not get back in time to help the man finish on time. So... Craftsman is really upset at this point, obviously, because he wanted Freya and the sun and the moon. And seeing how angry this man got, (laughs) the gods realized from his anger, which I love, that he was actually a giant himself.
1: (gasps) Plot twist. Oh my goodness. So they were like, we have been duped. We have been hornswoggled. And for those who don't know... The the giants or the jotnar are like a a separate uh race than the gods mm-hmm. and they're they're usually enemies I think yeah no they're enemies like yeah. that's like
0: no because like the whole reason that he was building this
1: was to keep out to the... keep
0: out the giants who might attack
1: I don't remember if you said it or not I did okay but that's well, then okay. you can cut that out no because... I, I can no keep it in. no because I don't I didn't say jotnar I... so you know okay
0: they're jotnar okay Yonar, yeah. So, anyways, they saw that he was so angry, and they're like, wait, this dude is a giant. And so, they're like, all right, Thor, get your butt over here. So, Thor comes with Mjolnir, (laughs) and uh, he hit this man on the head. And when he did this, with with Mjolnir, when he did this, um, from what I found in the source I was looking at before this, it sent him flying all the way to Niflheim...
1: Where's Niflheim? It's a whole nother world. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a whole
0: nother realm, yeah. But I, I don't know where it is in relation to Asgard.
1: But it's far Down, away. it's down. Down, Right? Because okay. it's
0: Asgard's yeah, well, that would...
1: higher up. It's one of the yeah. higher up ones.
0: That would make sense, um, actually, that Asgard is, like, the highest. Imagine Niflheim if I remember, is Niflheim
1: the ice one? I don't, don't one? remember. I don't remember. It might be. This is sad. I <laughs> didn't do
0: a whole lot of research on this beforehand, because, again... Unhinged oral tradition. Hell yeah! But yeah, he sent him flying to Niflheim, and from the source I was looking at, as <laughs> as this man was flying across the realms, it cast pieces, tiny little pieces of his skull, all across the nine realms oh. from the force of Thor's hammer. So yeah, Dang. that's the end of that dude. But we're not done yet. You all might be asking me, Tama. Where'd Loki go? What happened? <laughs> he just kind of left us.
1: So. We we'll have to get back to that part of the well, story. Well, have
0: no fear, my friends. So Loki comes back after this this whole shenanery. Shenanery? Shenan- Shenanigans. Shenaniganery. Yeah. We're going to go with that. All this business that was going on. And, uh, man is pregnant. Uh, so oh. So that's interesting. And, uh... When he gives birth, he gives birth to a horse As called, you do. called Sleipnir. So I'm going to let you all infer what happened um, and how Loki could have uh, gotten pregnant with a horse. I think it's kind of obvious. And if not, maybe don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... Loki gives birth to this horse, and because it is the product of a super powerful stallion and also a god, it is, as my source says, the best horse. Oh, hell yeah. It is just the chad of all horses. And so because it is the chad of all horses, Loki decided to gift his horse child to Odin so that he could have the best horse, because obviously Odin deserves the best things. And that is the story of how Loki became a hot mare and saved so, Asgard. So, with, with his ass. Sorry, I had to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, that means that Loki mm-hmm. is canonically a milf. Yeah. I love that for him.
0: I love it too. Loki is a milf and a dilf.
1: Yeah. And everything in between. I don't know if he's a gilf. I can't think of any of his kids having kids. I don't think Hell has any kids.
0: I mean, we can pretend. Yeah. I'm sure Loki would identify as a gilf.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. So, a lovely Norse myth to start us off.
0: Yeah, funky little funky little thing.
1: Some crazy shenanigans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. Shenaniganery. Sh- sorry.
1: My bad. <laughs> <laughs> shenaniganery. I love that, though. We love shape-shifting did i did he stay as a horse no so he was probably in his jotnar form
0: that's what it sounded like from what i read i love that form so yeah probably would be very uncomfortable though to like give birth to a horse is it
1: yeah but doesn't not he also horse? have like
0: i mean he's, he's a, a shape he has sure. some
1: weird other kids i don't know if he's the one that gives birth to them i mean Cause Jormungandr isn't Jormungandr a child of Loki, giant ass snake?
0: No, yeah, it is. Cause yeah, Jormungandr,
1: right. Jormungandr, Fenrir and hell. Which...
0: I remember that from God
1: of War. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can get into those stories another time.
0: My real technical.
1: Oh yeah. Research only the the best sources here. All right. All right. It's time not bats yet I'm starting with the other one okay alright then I'll cut that out if you saw uh, my meme on Instagram and Twitter uh, you'll know that there might be bats coming up I'm not telling the bat story yet instead I am telling a Celtic story technically this is an Irish version I don't think it's actually originally from Ireland though I think it's from what's now France but I don't know for sure this is The Children of Lear. The Children of Lear. The Children of Lear. Now... Lear
0: is the French word for reading. Ah, I love that. I feel like that has nothing to do with this story. No, I, just I think
1: to Lear translates to, like, ocean or sea or something like that.
0: Because
1: mm. Monanon Mach Lear, the Irish god, is Monanon son of the sea. Got it. Mach Lear. But yeah, so The Children of Lear. We start with homeboy Lear. Now, Lear and this druid his name is bovderg i'm sorry my pronunciation is going to be terrible i can't it's so hard and there's no didn't good practice sources. 500 there's times like no I there's no good sources and i don't i have not practiced enough that sounds like a you problem with my irish pronunciations of these names <laughs> but so bovderg is a druid and both these dudes bovderg and lear are members of the Tua Dé Danann, danon who are like I guess they're the equivalent of the gods of Ireland. They're a mythical, supernatural race of people that seems like they live a lot longer, immortal-ish, have superpa- superpowers, they have magic, you know. Superpowers is not the right word for <laughs> a mythological story, but... You're telling me that
0: Kryptonite doesn't have any effect on them?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wow. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so both Drog and Lear are both members of the 2 Dé Danann. And when it comes time to pick a king, a new king for the two daydanen Danon, they both want to be chosen, but Bovderg is chosen over Lear. And Lear thinks that he deserved to be king, so he refuses to accept Bovderg as king, and then there's some strife there. And so to appease this, Bovderg gives one of his daughters to Lear to be his wife. I can't pronounce that daughter's name. And they have four kids together, and Lear loves his kids. Mm. He, you know, showers affection upon them, but eventually his wife dies and he's very sad, obviously. So to stop Strife from coming up again, Derg gives another one of his daughters <laughs> to Lear mm. to be his new wife. And this new wife is uh, Eva. Aoife. So Eva is the stepmother of these four children. And she becomes kind of jealous of how much Lear loves his kids. Oh. You know? She's kind of like, I want attention too, you mm-hmm. know? So, a wild leap in... <laughs> we're going to a big extreme right now. Uh-huh. She decides that she wants to get rid of the kids. As you do. As you do. So, she brings them down to the lake, saying that she's going to, you know, bathe them. <laughs> and she plans on murdering all of them
0: but fun
1: yeah at the last second she has like a a bit of humanity (laughs) and (laughs) decides she can't do it and instead she uses magic to transform the children into swans as you do as you do apparently that's not good (laughs) <laughs> obviously what no way right it's not good who would have thought
0: see I turn all my children into swans
1: oh you know you're just like Eva.
0: I'm just like Eva.
1: yeah <laughs> these children are cursed to spend three sets of 300 years as swans
0: so 900 years yeah
1: but everything's in sets got it it's you can't make too much sense you know so this is
0: why we need math
1: yeah our math teachers always told us this day would come. It's just for this. It's just to know how many years you have to be a swan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to spend 300 years in this lake, and they have to spend 300 years some other place and 300 years some other place. I don't remember the names for any of those places because they're not in English, and they look difficult to pronounce. But I do know that there's another version of the story where they're swans for 300 years and living on the water... And then they're like stags or something, and they're living on land. And then they're like flying birds, like in the sky. So it's like land, earth, so water. So they get to
0: try everything.
1: Yeah, but in this version that I'm saying right now, they're uh-huh. just swans the whole time. Okay. Because that's that's the way that I was when I was refreshing myself on the story. That's what I saw. But yeah, so they're they're swans for all this time. And in the meantime, it's discovered what Iva's done. So Boaventure comes along and is like, I can't believe you did this. For what you've done you have to face a punishment and you need to tell me what the worst punishment that could ever afflict you would be and she says to be a demon of the air so he turns her into a demon of the air and she goes off
0: why did she tell
1: him the truth you know i don't know she could have lied i think she- he probably would have known if she was like oh what's the worst thing that can happen to me Absolutely nothing. How horrible. Well, not
0: absolutely nothing, but be like, oh man, if I had to like live out my days in solitude in a cabin in the woods, that would be horrible.
1: You know? <laughs> Which is my dream in life.
0: Well, that's my dream. No, yeah. That's her dream. <laughs> but like I feel like, you know, something other than your worst right. punishment.
1: I don't know. Maybe he had some truth spell. Yeah. He can do spells.
0: Truth juice. Truth juice, yeah. Is that, like, polyjuice potion? No, that's something else.
1: No, that's the, the shape-shifting one.
0: Yep. You're I, wrong. Yeah, I am
1: Wow. A... You should be ashamed.
0: Not only am I bad <laughs> at myths, guys, I'm bad at Harry Potter. <laughs> what good am I?
1: But anyway, so Aoife is turned into um, a demon of the air. And Lear is obviously freaking sad. And he's grieving over the loss of his children, because he doesn't know where they are. And he hears the swans singing, Because they're calling to their father, which is sad, but he doesn't know that's his kids. And then in their last set of 300 years, they're so freaking sad. You know, they're suffering. This is hard. Mm -hmm. And they call upon, I think it might be, they might say the true God to leave them of their suffering.
0: Who's that?
1: But we'll get to that. Okay. Their last set of 300 years are over. They turn back into humans. They're now old. They're elderly. And they come across a holy man, a Christian holy man. <laughs> and they tell him about, you know, what happened. And they tell him about their prayer to the one true God. And he tells them about the Christian God. Mm. They ask the holy man before they died to baptize them and then to bury them and then they can die in peace after their 900 years as swans wow yeah so the story itself isn't as much of interest to me as the ending because you'll notice the the abrupt arrival of some christianity in there (laughs) yeah i mean this was a common occurrence it'll definitely come up later After, you know, the Christian monks come to Ireland and they're writing down these stories, they always add in something at the end. A lot of times, enough of the original is, or what we can hope is the original, Mm -hmm. is preserved. But then, obviously, the ending is God alleviating their suffering. And this is something we'll definitely see again. But I think it's interesting. Yeah. That it keeps, like, the whole story, and all of a sudden, right at the end, holy man... (laughs) Yeah, shows up, baptizes them, and then they die. As opposed to the, the the magic spells that turn them into swans, and then Aoife, who becomes a demon of the air. So yeah, you see a, a demonizing of the original religious culture. I guess you could mm-hmm. say druids are more than religious figures they were, like, political figures, sort of. They were sometimes advisors to kings. They're widely revered in their community as, like, leaders, religious leaders sometimes. They're often said to be able to do magic in stories and such. Definitely a pagan to Christian story. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's like they tell this great story and then they get to the end and they're like, and Jesus, goodbye.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it really is. Yeah, that's my first story. That's my Children of Lear. Love that. And now you have nebuchadnezzar coming up gaslight gatekeep girl boss yeah so
0: nebuchadnezzar and this time i mean last time i kind of had a reference for y'all because it's just genesis the (laughs) beginning of genesis it's not that hard to find the creation myth in the bible it's the first thing (laughs) but i actually looked it up and if you guys want to actually read this story for yourselves daniel 4 is the chapter that this story comes from and the book. So Daniel's a wild book in and of itself. There's a lot of wild stories in Daniel. However, this story is really interesting. First of all, because this chapter is written from the first person's perspective of Nebuchadnezzar. So he says things like I and me, Mm. which is interesting because I don't think he wrote Daniel or anything in Daniel. (laughs) So I don't know if this was like a little bit of propaganda On the part of whoever wrote daniel or what but basically daniel 4 starts out with nebuchadnezzar being like you know that yahweh guy that the israelites worship the people that we enslaved and took out of their home country he's actually real great oh and i should clarify for anyone who doesn't know or couldn't guess by the name nebuchadnezzar this guy was the king of babylon heck yeah we love babylon (laughs) me too So yeah, he starts out by like praising God. And then he's like, guys, I got to tell you my story. This is why I'm praising God. Like this dude is powerful. He talks about how he had long ago and far away when he was a king. I mean, he still is king, but like when he was a worse king, he had these weird dreams. They were very confusing and he didn't know what to think. So he got all of his court magicians to come and try to interpret his dreams. And as often happens in the Bible, all of his court magicians couldn't help him. They're like, I don't know, man, this dream is too weird for us. So he goes to his best court magician who is called, I'm gonna mess up the pronunciation, Belteshazzar. But that's not what we call him. We call him Daniel. Belteshazzar was Daniel's name because when he came to Babylon, they were all given new names, non-Hebrew names to kind of like separate them from their Hebrew identity. And he was given the name Belteshazzar because Belteshazzar was one of their gods. And they thought that Daniel had the power of the highest gods in him. Also on tale for another day, but Daniel has this pretty epic vegan moment. If y'all don't know, hi, <laughs> my name's Tama and I'm a vegan. But he has this moment where um, he kind of uh, rolls all of the other servant boys by going vegan for God. And the king's like, damn, look at this yoked boy. <laughs> And yeah, so, anyways, that's for another day. But now, because of his veganness and other things, one of which is interpreting dreams, Belteshazzar, aka Daniel, is now in the highest part of the king's court. And he's like, All right, dude, here's my dream. And the dream goes like this He saw the world and a tree. And this tree grew up to the sky. And it got real big and it grew out wide. And so all of the peoples of the earth and all of the animals of the earth were taking shelter under this tree. And it had lots of blossoms, lots of fruits. It was a great time. Then God, Yahweh specifically, sent an angel down to the tree and said, this tree needs to be cut down. And it specifically says, Chop down the tree and lop off its branches. Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts flee from under it and the birds from its branches. But leave the stump of its roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze amid the tender grass of the field. And then it goes on and it basically says, let him be wet with the dew of the earth. Give him the mind of an ox. Let him eat grass. Which is kind of weird because we're talking about a tree. So he tells Belteshazzar this story, and he's like, can you explain it? And basically, Belteshazzar is like, oh, man, this would be really great if it was talking about your enemies. Unfortunately, it's not.
1: <laughs> he literally says
0: that. Uh, I love that. He's like, yeah, it's talking about you. So basically, a little history lesson for all of you who might not know. I'm sure you know this, but Babylon, at this point in time, had like spread and was like the empire of the world at this moment it was like they ruled the known world or at least had everybody pay, pay tribute to them which is the same as ruling them part of how daniel got to be built a shazar he was tribute so the tree is babylon slash the king and that's why everything is taking shade under him but what's gonna happen is god has kind of gotten tired of the pretentiousness of this king. So he is going to cut him down to size. Literally. Um <laughs> at least in the dream. But it kept in the dream they kept the ban around the stop because they want it to grow back at some point. For seven periods of time, or seven years, he would not be thriving and so basically the king's like yeah yeah whatever Belteshazzar. okay sure whatever like yeah you are the smartest dude you are the best magician whatever fine i don't like that that's stupid so a year later the king nebuchadnezzar is out on his like veranda might have been the gardens of babylon i think those existed oh, hell yeah. during nebuchadnezzar's time i'm pretty sure so he might have just been in the gardens of babylon Hi guys, Editing Tama here. I just wanted to let you know that I did a little searchy search on the grand site of Wikipedia, and I found out that in fact Nebuchadnezzar II, who's the Nebuchadnezzar in this story, did make the Gardens of Babylon. However, um, because Daniel is largely deemed a work of historical fiction, and we don't know what time in this life this story took place, except he was probably young, Um, We can't really say whether or not these were the gardens of Babylon. But since it is a work of historical fiction, I'm going to say it's the gardens of Babylon because I think that's cool. Okay, back to the episode. And yeah, so he was just out there looking at his kingdom being like, Yeah, I made this. I rule this. I am a god gamer. I am a girl boss. Hell yeah. And that was the moment that an angel came down and told him, All right, buddy. Time's up. Uh-oh.
1: Not You're hell You're going yeah. out
0: to the field. And so Nebuchadnezzar has lost his mind by the angel. The angel makes him lose his mind. and He runs out into the field. And so this king, for seven years, stays out in the fields, eating like an ox, so grass, <laughs> being a gross individual, you know, not bathing. Specifically, I wrote down in my notes, his hair grew out until it was like eagle's feathers. And his nails grew out until they were, like, talons or claws. Oh. So he basically became a wild animal, although he was still kind of human in a way. But he was a wild animal for seven years, lost his mind. After seven years, he gets his mind back. Hooray. Hell yeah. (laughs) And he goes back to his palace and his kingdom. And I guess they just let him rule again? That's never explained. A lot of plot holes they in this story. They just love him so
1: much. Like,
0: yeah, he was that. gone for seven years. The kingdom didn't fall into anarchy. We don't know who was ruling during that time. And apparently they just let him come back to ruling. And so he closes out his story by being like, God gave me a little bit of uh, humble pie, if you will. And now I realize that he's the most epic and the best God of all. Belteshazzar, he worships a pretty cool guy. And I'm going to worship him too. And you all should. And that's where Daniel 4 ends. But before I end my story, I would like to just clarify that this is not the first nor the last time that poor Nebuchadnezzar has to go through things where he's like, God is like, I'm going to show you that I'm the best. And Nebuchadnezzar's like, eh, I don't think you are. And then God does something horrible. And he's like, okay, never mind. Yes, you are the best. Wow. Also, he's a pagan king. So I think it's kind of interesting that they constantly use him as like, oh yeah, he's actually on our side, guys.
1: Right. So yeah, that's my story. He just doesn't learn the lesson the first time. Yeah.
0: And I realized that that was not exactly an animal story, but I really
1: wanted to include it. It's like he's becoming a beast.
0: Yeah. And he had dew on him. That's repeated Ah. multiple times that he was wet with dew. I don't like that. I don't like it either. At least they didn't use the word moist.
1: Oh, that would be so much worse. I bet someone <laughs> could could translate it. Oh, I'm as sure voiced.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's a translation.
1: <laughs> someone made the most cursed translation ever. Yeah. Wow. The
0: message Bible. Yeah. all my Christian friends will get that joke.
1: We're going back to Greece. Hell yeah. We are going to Boeotia, which is the region north of Attica. Um Athens is in Attica, so it's north of Athens. Thebes is located in Boeotia for reference. At least I think it is. It is. I know it is. I'm second guessing myself. I know it is.
0: Okay.
1: And I'm going to look at a map later and I'm going to be wrong. I, it is.
0: Okay. We can look at a map right now if you no. want. No. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. I need to, I need to trust myself. Trust yourself. Because I know this. All right. Believe in yourself. Anyways, we have a, a Boeotian king. And this Boeotian king has three daughters. And at this time in Boeotia... We have the start of worship of Dionysus. Oh, yes, my boy! If you know the Bacchae by Euripides... Do I know the Bacchae? We love the Bacchae. The Bacchae takes place in Thebes. So same vibe of Dionysus showing up here and people not taking him seriously. Some people who are not taking him seriously are these daughters of this Beotia king. I should mention... Mm. This b king is named uh, Minyas, and so his daughters are called, like, the Minyades or the Minyatis.
0: Minyatis? That Minyattis.
1: sounds like a fancy foreign car. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's some names where I'm like, this just doesn't, tra- like, it just doesn't work well in English. Like, there's, like, mm-hmm. this guy, like, Pilates or Pil. I'm like, it's Pilates. Like, that's his name. <laughs> this is unrelated. I'll definitely talk about him another time because gay. Um <laughs> Him and Orestes <laughs> Man. I don't I don't even think yes. it's like like that's canon in my book. I don't know if
0: It's canon according to my English teacher.
1: Yeah. So they also might have been cousins, but we're gonna ignore that part. Yeah. Um they were related, I think. Uh <laughs> that's not related to the story. So, anyways, uh, the daughters of Minyas hear about a bacchanalia that is happening nearby. Everyone's going out to worship Dionysus. Now, Worshipping Dionysus is no like casual thing. These homies are losing their minds in a ritualistic way. They're becoming like animalistic. There's like a there's a frenzy. Something like you hear like a like a euphoria almost. Some like frenzied euphoria. You got you know so much wine, so much wine. You have you hear stories about people like murdering other people like ripping them apart so it's crazy some crazy shit anyways these daughters of Minyas hear about this and they're like "Uh, we don't want to go to that we don't want to do that which first of all yes you do i want to go well yes you do
0: well i don't like wine
1: but it's a but it's a bacchanalia
0: no yeah i would love to go to a bacchanalia i just i couldn't do the wine part because i think wine's nasty
1: but i'll do the bacchanalia part
0: Okay.
1: I'll do the... Oh,
0: <laughs> I'll, trip,
1: I'll trip on a drug. I, I want to go crazy in the woods with Dionysus. You want to
0: give me shrooms? Hell yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do the wine.
1: I don't know if they had shrooms. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Dionysus the drug situation.
0: Dionysus is a god. You're telling me he can't make shrooms? I'm not saying or that. Or a
1: shroom uh, substitute? I'm sure they had mushrooms that they hallucinated with. I just don't know if they... Okay.
0: This is... <laughs> such high quality content for a bu podcast
1: oh god i would just like
0: to remind everyone we are in fact affiliated with bu
1: maybe we should talk about shrooms then
0: i think we should talk about them more oh anyways, my god. anyways
1: continue so we have this bacchanalia and the daughters and minas don't want to go and they say all these people they're worshiping dionysus out there we're gonna stay inside and weave like women do and we're just going to weave and we're going to be honoring Athena. So no one can tell us it's wrong. These were honoring Athena by weaving. Oh boy. <laughs> it doesn't take too long into their weaving before Dionysus, homeboy. Homeboy. Whew, he comes along and he inflicts madness upon these, these gals. And they start losing their minds in a bacchic way. I think one of them like, rips apart her son oh which we we see in another in another thing no spoilers no
0: spoilers but we'll
1: see we'll definitely see that again yeah with dionysus
0: he has a thing with ripping it's animalistic yeah yeah
1: so anyways they're going i would say batshit insane but we're not there yet (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that was good one it was a good one i made a joke so anyways they're going freaking crazy and Hermes is looking down from Olympus, and he Wait, sees Hermes this. Wait, Hermes is not Yeah, man. He's around. I didn't know that. I love Hermes. I'm a big Hermes fan. We're going to have to talk about the birth of Hermes another time. I'm a
0: mediocre Hermes oh fan.
1: Oh, my God. You're going to become such a big Hermes <laughs> fan when I tell you all about his birth. All right. I love him. Anyway, <laughs> I want to talk about it now. I'm like, no, that's not on no. theme. Anyways, they're going crazy, and Hermes sees them, and he looks down on them, and... He takes pity on them, and in order to help them out, he turns them into bats. That's so
0: I don't kind how, of him. I don't know
1: how that helps them out, but that's what he does. And that's the origin story. I don't know if it's origin story. I like to think of <laughs> it as the origin story of bats. I, I hope they're the first bats. But <laughs> yeah, they got turned into bats. And I also forgot to mention, but their are uh, tapestries that they were weaving. Dionysus turned into vines. He's oh. a thing about doing that. I'll do that another story about dolphins. I could have done the dolphin story too.
0: Another day. There's so many
1: animal stories.
0: I have to ask did the vines have grapes on
1: them? I'm sure they did.
0: Did they have grapes that could be made into wine?
1: I'm sure they did.
0: Because I love that. He's like, here, yeah. let me just make something to fuel my.
1: oh no yeah we love stories of Dionysus showing up in Greece and people not realizing that they have to take him seriously which is hilarious because you know now in the stories he's a son of Zeus and everything yep I guess these people didn't know that (laughs) they were not informed
0: I mean if he had just like hopped off the boat fresh into
1: Thebes well his mother was Theban but then she died so, I guess they didn't know about him. I
0: mean, like in the Bacchae, it was like not super crystal clear that he was the son of Zeus.
1: That That's was true. That well, Pentheus didn't even recognize. Right. Pentheus,
0: Pentheus was like, he's not a god. What are you guys talking about? But that gets into a different story.
1: Wait, I have to say, someone needs to validate me. Pentheus, well, my voice cracked a little <laughs> bit. Pentheus is gay yeet energy.
0: Gay what? Gay
1: yeet gay yeet yes
0: i feel like he's definitely not
1: yes he is
0: no Pentiot
1: yes what what is he
0: he gives me cop energy like bad cop energy no really yeah i do not like this man
1: i think he's funny no, he we got.
0: literally we <laughs> literally had a whole discussion in my English class about how Pentheus is just the whole reason ACAB is a thing. <laughs>
1: oh my god. <laughs> we hated him. He's not like a cop. He was the he was king, right? I guess yeah, I'd still pull it. But he
0: thing. acted in cop manners. He was like these people are, you know, they're being harmless for the most part and he's like
1: well, being harmless?
0: I mean, well, no, because, like... I don't
1: think a Bacchanalia can be considered harmless. Well, okay,
0: but in the Bacchae, they were, like, they didn't harm any people. They were just... Yet. Yeah. Well, yet! Yeah. And again, okay, we're not getting...
1: We're gonna have to talk we should about do this soon.
0: a. We should do a whole episode on the Bacchae. Oh, we, we will. I we could, have thoughts. I have so many thoughts. Okay, put a pin in that for later episode on the Bacchae. I will probably cut most of that out, just because...
1: Because we're just, we're just fighting about the Bacchae. Yeah, yeah, we just, for time... <laughs>
0: No cuz I feel like we both have very strong opinions on this.
1: Yeah, and we we learned in different classes so we had different professors talking yeah. about it.
0: Yeah, and I learned from like a English major perspective. I you learned, learned
1: from, from a mythological which is which is different and it's cool that there's so many ways that you can interpret myths. I took Greek mythology, Greek and Roman mythology technically, but it was it was Greek mythology mm. with uh Professor Scully and he he's very uh passionate about it and a very like focus on like the beauty of myth and the mm. I don't know if symbolism is the right word, but like the meaning behind it, but not in like a literal, logical sense, in a more yeah. of like an aesthetic sense. Yeah. But Did yeah. you guys
0: read the, you read the Euripides, Baca, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because that's what we read too. We also read a modern version of the Bacchae. I forget his name. It's it's an African name, so it's hard to pronounce for me as a white person. It's S-O-Y-I-N-K-A. Pretty epic play. Anyways, Yeah. Any any last thoughts on the, the bat
1: shit, bats? No, I mean, that's from Ovid. <laughs> we love Ovid. <laughs> we love Ovid. Ovid, First of all, Ovid's Roman, so he's writing all these Greek stories, but it it's from a Roman writer, so I think that should just be noted. The Metamorphoses, which is what this comes from, it's all about humans turning into plants and animals, usually because of the gods. So there's so or many stories. Things. Or things. things.
0: girl who got turned into a... Statue, when Who, she... Galatea. No, no, Didn't
1: no. Didn't she no. get unturned?
0: No, the when um was it oh. Orpheus getting his wife out of out of hell, and then like there or not was... hell, Hades, and then like
1: he looks behind, and it. like she turned into a statue or something. I don't think she turned into a statue, but I know there's a statue something around there.
0: Okay, sorry.
1: Continue. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah. So it's in Ovid, a uh, Roman writer. Yeah. So it's about them turning into plants and animals and stuff. And usually it's the gods doing that. And a lot of the times the gods are portrayed as... I don't know if evil's the right word, but they're the ones that are inflicting these punishments on mortals. So a lot of times when you hear these stories about gods being mean to people, a lot of them come from Ovid. <laughs> I mean, the gods are still doing crazy stuff in Greek works, but Ovid, a lot of the time, the gods are... Being pretty pretty tough on the mortals. That's all our stories for this episode. Yeah.
0: I sincerely hope that you guys liked our stories of animals. Not really. They were mostly about humans being turned into animals.
1: Yeah. Well there's they no- were all about humans
0: being turned into animals. That's just how it goes. Or gods being turned into animals. But yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to follow us on social media. We are at the Gods Pod on Instagram, Twitter and now oh no tumblr oh no you're the (laughs) one who made the tumblr I
1: no i looked i was first of all yes i was on tumblr i don't want to talk about it she made the account i said we should make a tumblr we will get people
0: and i said yes yeah and then she made the tumblr and then she asked
1: me for the sign-in
0: yeah, cuz I love I I am an unabashed Tumblr user. Also, I'm an unabashed
1: tum- <laughs> Tumblr
0: user. Why are my feet just <laughs> I I did I did make the first Tumblr post, so go check it out. It's pretty great, not going to lie. Also, <laughs> since she's an unabashed Tumblr user, go follow <laughs> my Tumblr. My Tumblr is um @tamar or the blog is called um Hold on, I'm gonna pull wow, it up. Even I know. forgot
1: the name. Anyways, I... uh, we're the Gods Pod on yeah, all social media. Yeah. You can also email us at girlsandgods at gmail dot com, all lowercase.
0: My <laughs> blog is called Pretty Little Scholar on Tumblr at R. Go follow it for unhinged English major content. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna start. <laughs> like oh my god.
0: Going for my my own socials, but I mean, everyone who watches this is like friends mm-hmm. of ours, so.
1: At so far anyways um also follow us on uh spotify or whatever you're listening to this on yeah
0: we're wherever you listen to podcasts and i looked at our our oh, God! <laughs>
1: our
0: our things and apparently we have people listening on spotify apple music and Amazon music and other
1: <laughs> I need to know what the other is So
0: Yeah, we got people like everywhere. I see you guys. Yeah, so go go check us out there. Give us a follow Please we, we want people to listen if you have a question Slash you have a myth that you'd like us to cover or a topic or if you're angry at us for something We said yeah completely understandable. I love reading hate comments to myself <laughs> Or if you'd like to come on our podcast. Anything. If you just need someone to talk to.
1: Okay, well we might not be able to respond to (laughs) this. Email
0: us at girlsandgods at gmail.com. That's the end. That's it.
1: Bye. (laughs)
0: Bye. Look at look at it's freaking bats. I love Halloween.